All right. Well, we're off to a great start, Seth. You learned how to hit the record button. Our fearless leader here. Instead of, I said, all right, we ready to record? Yep. Okay, cool. You're in, your meeting has been ended by the host. Um, good job, Seth. Yeah. It's <laughs> not my fault. The, the record your button fault. should be red and the end meeting button should be some other color. It's BS. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I'm Buddy Pulley. He's Seth Dolby. I was at least. Yeah, at some point in his life, he's he was Seth Dolby. Um, this is Big Mother Small Blade Podcast. I apologize for the audio in advance. I think all nine of you that listened to the audio version of the episode last week, I understand if you cut out as soon as you heard the audio because it was absolutely trash. Because That'd be real cool. Um, and I'd like to thank both our current and former presidents for being fucking idiots and uh, putting everyone in the middle class in a fucking shit position. And that's my been, been my political talk for the year. <laughs> All right. We're off to we're off to hell to start here. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> I was just I was triggered by the fact that, you know, our audio sucks, which it already sucks every week. But it sucked even more last week and it'll suck this week because I don't have a mic. Because NSA agents want to listen in to my fucking headphones or whatever the fuck happened last week. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, the Roval happened. Um, Did it? Uh, yeah, that's debatable, I guess. Um, I guess let's talk about what happened earlier this week. And then we'll get into uh, whatever race we had this weekend. Um, Kevin Harvick. Um, hang on, Kevin Harvick. Yeah, hey. Kevin Harvick. Um, yeah, he received a hefty 100 point penalty um, post Talladega for what I'm hearing is a Declan modification. Now, a lot of people were quick to say because Kevin said what he said that they penalized him because of that. No, but I don't think it's. I think we all can use deductive reasoning and figure out why Kevin Harvick's car was pulled to the R&D center as the random car for the past three weeks or however long it's been since he started talking shit. So, and then finally they were caught with something. So NASCAR got what they wanted. Yeah. Whatever they did, it, it, um, it, it made them slower apparently. And then they also got docked a hundred points. I don't know what you're talking about him being slower, but okay. Didn't they run like shit at Talladega? No, they're one of the fastest cars at Talladega. Okay, I didn't watch. And he was especially fast on pit road. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, that's the that's isn't gonna what... help you on pit road. Huh? <laughs> the Declan isn't gonna help you on pit road, but yeah. No, it's not. But uh, he he was speeding on pit road, and that's why he won the factor in the race. That's oh, probably okay. why. You, yeah. Um. Yeah. So maybe maybe watch the actual race before you want to um, make accusations about how fast Kevin Harvick's car is. I remember um, reading that they were slow as fuck for some reason. Anyway, I, you read completely wrong. Um, but he he made the the money he was fined. He'll make back at t-shirt sales. So that's what's important. Um, yeah. William Byron's uh, appeal was over was uh, heard this week, um, a week late, and a um, hundred thousand dollars short or over. I don't know how you want to put that, uh, but. William Byron got back his 25 points and basically exposed to the whole field that if you want to pay $100,000, you can wreck whoever the fuck you want under caution. 
yeah, that and make sure you get someone on your manufacturer onto the appeals board. Um, that definitely wait, doesn't have anything to do with it. Wait, what? I'm, I again, I read and my reading has been uh, has been shoddy here recently. But you no, you can't even differentiate the word record and leave meeting. Yeah, they all look the same. Um, but yeah, I read that a Chevy uh, executive was on the on the appeals board. Wow. All right. That explains why Hendrick Motorsports is about the only team that's been able to um, get appeals overturned. Well, I mean, it's different people every time, but yeah. Oh, well, I'm sure there's some something to that, um, especially since Larson's about to be a, added as a ninth driver to the playoffs. Um, well, what? what? Well, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so anyway, William Byron got his points back, um, and it definitely didn't affect how everyone raced at Talladega, except for it really did. Um, and then he gets um, gets all his twenty five points back. He makes the playoffs, and you know NASCAR's golden team has two guys going for the championship instead of uh, instead of uh, just one. Well, it would have been two. Who do you think? Who do you think he knocked out? <laughs> In well, yeah, I guess he did. Yeah, I guess he did um, knock out Kyle Larson yep. there. Either way, it's bullshit that he got his points back. That's absolutely ridiculous. He definitely should have. He would have gotten parked. Or he or yeah. he should. He, yeah, he should have gotten parked. Very least got held a lap or five laps. I'm sure Quinn Half would like his four laps back um, since that was the precedent that was basically set. So I think the fact that he the points penalty didn't hold up is fucking ridiculous. Apparently, it was something to do with the wording of how it was written, and NASCAR rewrote the rules. But if you just paid attention to your own race that you were a sanctioning body of, welcome for that, Seth, then we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. Um, but you drive for Hendrick Motorsports, so you're going to get what you want. Um, and I'm I'm starting to believe that's more of a all these years, people talking about Jimmy Johnson cheating and Jimmy Johnson, you know, getting away with all this. I didn't believe it. And, you know, it's, it's becoming more and more evident, uh, especially when you have the most popular driver on your team as well. Um, but that has nothing to do with anything in the beginning part of the show, but definitely in the end part of the show. And we'll talk about that. Um, well, I mean, I believe last week when we were talking about this and you're like, I don't see them getting this overturned. And I said, well, I can remember a time Jimmy Johnson got, a penalty overturned it was pretty similar to this i believe yeah i'm losing hope that's what this is yeah. um yeah i don't know it's just it it's not gonna happen but you definitely well i guess since they rewrote the rules that you know you set the precedent that you can do this at phoenix and win a championship i was gonna start a gofundme for daniel suarez um for seven hundred thousand dollars to get rid so he could pay off all his fines after he wrecks everybody under caution to make the uh, final four, but he didn't make it. So it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it for the uh, midweek news. Um, was there anything else that happened? Um, no, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. We've done all of our housekeeping. Seth, let me ask you, am I wrong or right for making this statement? Martinsville, Bristol, and the Roval were three of the best tracks on the circuit the past five years. Yes. Okay. 100% correct. Now, in 2022, me and you have been to 
Martinsville, the Roval, and Bristol. Have those three races not been the worst three races that you've been to this year? Yes. They've been the worst three races I've ever been to. Cup races. Cup races. (sighs) This is maybe one of the most disappointing things that NASCAR has ever done. Maybe I can't say that. Maybe that's not true, and maybe that's just relevancy to right now. But... This is painful to watch. Yep. Like we've 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 ruined two of the best racing products that we have had over the past you know four or five years. Like all we've talked about in the past you know however many years is we want more short tracks and more road courses, and we are getting more short tracks. We got more road courses, and now both of them suck. Like, and. It's it sucks because I mean said, do you think this is a good race car? The next gen car is a good car on mile and a half and uh, a mile and, and a half and yes. Has it not made the racing ten times better? Yes. Yes. Was it worth sacrificing no. road? No. It and not. and truthfully, the things that have made it good on mile and a half nothing the the reasons it sucks on road courses and short tracks other than the horsepower none of those things have an impact on the way it races at a mile and a half yeah none of it was necessary no no um it's just and it seems to be and i'm like i said last week about the safety thing i don't i don't work on race cars i don't work in the sport i don't i don't know these things but it seems especially i mean hearing from industry members it seems like it's not that hard of a fix to make this racing better on these tracks like i mean you could not pass at all at the roval not even chase elliott could pass at the roval and that's not a knock on him he was just the only guy that could pass you know at the roval even with the in 2019 when we have i would imagine the most similar package to this um it's, I mean, it's dirty air. They're going too fast through the corner. I mean, <laughs> so, so Seth, you've you've raced go karts for me at Rush Hour Karting, great karting place uh, here in the Raleigh Garner area. You've watched Tyler and I. We say we're pretty even, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see how hard it is for us to pass each other. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're you know not running into each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, we don't run into each other. There's a third person who likes to run into everybody. We're not going to mention him. Um, <laughs> he likes uh, to use you guys as, as a yeah. And... <laughs> this the uh, besides the point. <laughs> um, and it's so hard to pass because we are so evenly matched, and we're in the same fucking cart, and we have tires that don't wear out because we're go karting. We're basically racing go karts. It seems like. Yeah, and in a lot of the, ways, and not in the good sense, like Aaronson Senna once said. Yeah. It's you, when you're all running the same speed and running the t- tires aren't wearing, or they're, I guess, they weren't wearing. Holy shit, can I talk? <laughs> wearing. Um, they were getting too hot, and that's why we saw uh, tire deck. But still, I. Yeah, well, I mean, they were definitely wearing a little bit because that's how Chase Elliott ended up with the lead is because he pitted like two laps earlier than the other guys. But yeah, 
not enough to overcome not enough to overcome how deep you can drive in the corner and how much speed you're carrying through the corner and it was just like i mean we saw in stage one we saw william byron run down the 22 and then just get stuck yeah i was really i remember looking around uh with the guys we were watching with and i was like i really hope he's just not trying and like yeah. i was just yeah. like i really hope everybody was just playing it safe during stage one yeah. i knew in the back of my mind that's not what was happening but i was trying to be positive and then you same thing happened stage two and stage three you know one of the most appealing things to me about road racing the past couple of years um as much as I have some disdain for this driver, um, and if you didn't know this, this might be groundbreaking news that I don't like Chase Elliott. Um, you know, one of the funnest things to watch on road courses is how fucking smooth Chase Elliott is. Yeah. And how much him being smooth and just hitting his marks lap after lap after lap after lap, how impressive that is and how much better that makes him than the field. Yeah. And you know, what else is interesting? Watching AJ Allmendinger just wheel the fuck out of a cup car on a road course and just outdrive everyone else. Yep. Neither of those drivers made a difference in those race cars yesterday. Neither of them made a difference. Well, they had to have made some di- Well, the AJ made some sort of difference in the 16. That's why he's running up at the front. But not to the level that we saw before. And, you know, parody is always good in the sport, or so we say. It's not actually always good. Not when it, you, you got to have, you got to have these guys like AJ Allmendinger, Chase Elliott, Tyler Wright, these road racers, you, they have to be able to make a difference and make a significant difference and use their skill set that they've developed and proven that they have Yeah, to make a race interesting. And you can have the same the same package to that extent on the cars. It just needs to be something that allows them to do that. Smaller brakes, more throttle variance in the car. That will allow guys who are fantastic at getting on the brakes, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, AJ Allmendinger, that will allow them to really show what they're made of. And like, like you're saying, it just is not, it doesn't matter anymore because everybody can drive as deep as they fucking want into the car in the corner and it'll stick. I think I, they're not spinning the tires off the corner. Um, and I think, I think we can have these wider tires. I think we can have the bigger brakes, but if we have enough horsepower and enough tire fall off, it won't matter that you have bigger brakes and a, bigger contact patch on the tire you're still gonna have to wheel the damn thing if you if you have those two things i just mentioned and you'll still you'll see a great race yeah and you know these bigger brakes these guys like chase aj they'll be able to use the bigger brakes to their advantage where if if you have you know more horsepower and more tire deck those are the two main things that you need to fix right now i get what you're saying but imagine how fun it would be if you had all four of those things. oh i mean no 100 like it would be it that's what that's what cup road course racing that's why it was so fun to people like you and i and that was what was so just 
engaging about it is you would sit there and watch like even if the race wasn't fantastic you'd be sitting there watching guys sit there and drive these cars and it was so fun and now it's just a wise dude i fucking zoned out halfway through this race yeah a wise man once said the best part about road racing in the nascar cup series is the fact that these cars aren't supposed to be doing it yep that wise man was seth dolby (laughs) um and now these cars are built to run on road courses and look at this they're not as fun on road courses I feel like there's I feel like you can tweak it and you can make it better, but it's just something that I think, you know, it it's unfortunate and it's clearly flawed. The problem is is it's gonna require NASCAR to admit that their idea was bad. Yeah. And which go back which, on some of these things. Which it seems like Steve Phelps had a meeting. It was more dealing with safety. Seems like Steve Phelps is listening. I mean, I really hope he is. And yeah, it seems like you're good. Going back on going back to fix things on a safety thing is, is a lot easier than on a product thing. At least historically for NASCAR. It seems like Steve is like he, it seems like Steve Phelps is on the driver's side in in a sense from what, from what I heard and the little bit I saw, of him talking during pre-race it seems like he's like you know what yeah you drivers are fucking right you yeah we need to make these cars safer and i'm sure denny hamlin kevin harvick chase like those guys they'll get in his ear and be like oh yeah also let's do these things to make the racing product better um so hopefully hopefully it we shouldn't have been in this position to begin with but at least it seems like we have a leader that maybe will listen and maybe get these problems fixed. Cause I mean, we can't have the, it's not the tracks fault. There's a, I've seen a lot of people saying that, well, we should, should have run the oval. Um, no, the roval, the four races at the roval before yesterday, Yeah, you can't tell me they weren't four fantastic races. Yeah. I mean, the roval has produced some great racing. It, like we said earlier, like probably the top three best tracks on the circuit. And we ruined it. So, yep. and we ruined Martinsville. So that'll be fun to watch in here in a couple weeks. I'm fucking dreading that. <clears throat> yeah. Five um, laps. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that answers the ultimate question. Was the Roval a good race? It was not. No. The Roval sucked. <laughs> um, no matter how much bullshit chaos. Um I'm just I'm just glad that the chaos at the end is not clouding people's judgment as far as whether or not yeah. the race was entertaining or not, from what I've seen at least. Yeah. Um, let's take you through that bullshit chaos. So um <laughs> Chase Elliott is running away with this with this win, and um NASCAR had to go and make a fool out of me. I said they will not throw a caution for anything because the nine car is leading. And what do you know, a fucking sign ends up on the racetrack of throw caution. (laughs) Um, And on the restart, A.J. Allmendinger uses up Chase Elliott, runs him wide. Kevin Harvick then says, well, two who play at that game, monkey see, monkey do, moves A.J. Allmendinger, takes off with it, and then all these fucking jackwads in the back decide they're going to wreck each other. And Ty Dillon ends up stopped in the middle of the, the chicane. In the backstretch rips up the curb 
and we throw another caution. And that was pretty much the end of it because Christopher Bell had better tires than Kevin Harvick. Christopher Bell wins the race, and NASCAR got what they wanted. They got a Game 7 moment where Christopher Bell, in a must-win, has to win, uh, gets the win, and moves on to the round of eight. <sighs> Seth, um, what did you think of the last couple Last twenty minutes of this race. All right, I'll go. I'll go step by step. Uh, the caution, the first caution, as far as I I can tell, was legit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, let's explain that real quick. Yeah. The from what I've gathered, from what you've gathered, what Denny Hamlin said, from everything else I've heard, the the uh, billboard or the sign or whatever you want to call it was on the curb for about fifteen laps on one of the rumble strips or whatever. And it somehow got into the middle of the track and they threw the caution right then. It wasn't, so don't listen to Chase Briscoe when he says it was there for 20 laps. It was there, but it wasn't in that exact spot to where we needed a caution for it. So my opinion, that was a legit caution. Your opinion was too. Um, continue. As far as I can tell, yeah. Um, so... Obviously, I I think everybody knew that it was going to get stupid. Like yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's like hard to figure out anymore. It's always yeah. stupid. Um, I'm really kind of getting sick of AJ Allmendinger using everybody up on road courses. It seems like every time we go to a road course, he's using someone up. Well, here's the thing: you got to think about it like this. AJ Allmendinger bumps Ross Chastain out of the way, at Coda. And then gets junked by him in the in the very next turn. Yeah, Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott didn't use him up. I wouldn't even say he used him up, but he definitely ran him wide off of turn one. Um, and I think AJ was like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be the aggressor here. I'm not gonna wait for me to get Ross Chastain out of the lead. I'm gonna be the aggressor here." Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It just, the move to me looked exactly like the one he did on Ty Gibbs on Saturday. Like, it looked like the same exact thing to me. Maybe, maybe I'm off base. I don't remember. I don't remember the move really made on Ty Gibbs on Saturday. It looked like, it looked about like that. It was off of turn three and he looked like he kind of ran him out of room there. Which I mean, uh, he didn't, he didn't run him in the dirt. He just, he ran him wide. I feel like that was. I mean, look, I, I get like it. I don't think. Game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was like. I don't think these are like the worst moves. It just. It seems like. I mean, for like the whole year, it seems like AJ has just been running people over. Yeah, he's definitely aggressive. Um, but I mean, you gotta gotta look at look at who you're racing. You know, I mean, and look at how you've been raced in the past. So I. I that's the only reason I almost want to give him a pass, and then he kind of got karma, Kevin Harvick like I said, monkey see, monkey do, yeah. moved him in the next turn, and then Tyler Reddick spins Chase Elliott and became public enemy number one, um, even though Chase definitely spun himself across the nose of of Tyler Reddick. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that was more – that nothing – I don't think anything egregious happened there. With no, no, it wasn't. Um, now, here's, here's the egregious part. So while this is all happening, there's a lot of moving and shaking in the playoffs. Kyle Larson hit the wall because he 
has no talent um, and broke a toe link, um, or so Twitter tells me. And he's below the cut line. Daniel Suarez had power steering issues. He was pretty much dead in the water. <laughs> Chase Briscoe, man. Um, why is he in this playoffs? I mean, I've, I have yet to – he won Phoenix. I'll give him that. Since then, I have yet to see him do a smart thing on this racetrack. I have yet to see him do anything smart. And why the fuck were him and Cole Custer not pulled in? Okay, maybe not pulled in, but, like, that's – it's blatant race manipulation. Like – We've been talking about it all year. NASCAR, like I said, I'm pretty sure I said these exact words last week. It's blatant, ra- blatant race manipulation. And NASCAR used to rule with an iron fist and be like, you know what? We don't need 100% definite proof that this happened. We can use common sense and realize what happened. Cole Custer break checked about seven guys on the back straightaway so Chase Briscoe could pass him. It, it wasn't the catalyst for him moving through, but it definitely made it a whole lot easier. Chase Briscoe didn't have to race four guys that he probably would have had to race had Cole Custer not done that for him. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, NASCAR's – I feel like NASCAR's been essentially asking for this. I mean, they, have, they haven't they have ruled on anything like this oh. hard for, you know, ever since, I guess, MWR. Um, and – yeah, and then couple that with winning your in, and you get guys who don't really deserve to be there and moving on way past their prime. Yeah, I <laughs> way mean, past, way past where they should be. Yeah, I, it just it's frustrating because <laughs> it the Roval or um, you know the joke is you know you have Charlotte Motor Speedway and it's like you know you're respectable, prim, proper you know, racetrack, and then you have the Roval, it's like it's drunk, drunk uncle, right? Yeah. And you said it <laughs> this weekend, you're like, yeah, the first part of the race is Charlotte Motor Speedway. We are now entering the Roval portion of the race. <laughs> and you're, you're kind of right. Because, I mean, they just went absolutely bonkers. They're wrecking in the back, spinning off each other every which way. And it's just, it's just like Denny Hamlin said, just bullshit chaos. That's all, all it was. And it just opens the door for this type of just, I mean, manipulation. That's all this was. That's a hundred percent what this was. And then NASCAR comes out and says, we're, uh, we're not gonna, or we're going to investigate the 41 car, but it's not going to change who uh the eight drivers that are already in the playoffs yeah now that's interesting wording to me because they're not going to change the eight who made it but i feel like i know what you're possibility that they may they they maybe change how many made it (laughs) i don't feel like that's how they worded it I mean, I don't know, man. They've they've surprised us before. This is an awful. It's it's similar. It's a similar situation to uh to the 
spin gate. Yeah. I mean, I don't see a scenario here in which they put Jeff Gordon in the playoffs. I'm not not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling out Kyle Larson getting added as a night driver into the round of now nine. I'm not ruling out that they uh, bring Jeff Gordon out of retirement and he becomes a night driver. I'm not ruling out. Like, you know, they Alex Bowman wins comes back and wins Vegas and they decide to put him back in. I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. See, I'm more I'm almost at this point where I just kinda want Kyle Larson to win Phoenix and have him win the owner's title and Blaney win the driver's title with zero wins at this point. That's kinda like yeah. that's the reality I'm kinda leaning toward. Um, I say reality, it should never possibly be a reality, but yeah, <laughs> in 2022, here we are, yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, um, Chase Briscoe is living proof that winning your end is the dumbest thing we've ever done in NASCAR, but anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I will talk about that here in a second. Uh, Christopher Bell obviously said wins, um, and advances, and he just made me look like a fucking moron. Um, and then he laughed in your face. That's yeah. <laughs> I said last week on the on the show, Christopher Bell won't win because Toyotas are bulls on road courses, um, and not in a good way. And then he goes out and wins. And then um, I voiced my displeasure for him beating Kevin Harvick, and um, he he um, how do I put this? Loved it. <laughs> I've never I, seen a driver get that excited about being heckled in my life. Yeah, I was um I was yelling at Bell and because I'm human and I have emotions and Christopher Bell just clapped and pointed and smiled at me and I was like, you know what, Christopher, you you got me there. You, that's <laughs> GG, bud. GG. Oh, <laughs> um, that was the funnest thing that happened all race. I'm yeah, not gonna lie to you. That was hilarious. No, so, um I'll go ahead and Go ahead and say uh, I am I'm the dumbass for this week in my eyes. Um, not even for that. Well, for for that, and then also for the fact that um, I didn't know what lap we were on, and I thought the two to go was the white flag. And so when they threw the caution for the curb, I started celebrating because I thought Kevin Harvick had just won the race, and he, he had in fact not won the race. Um, but I gotta oh get. I gotta give it to my boy, my boy. I said, I was like, I there. I wish Harvick could get it, figure out a way to get past Elliott and Almondinger. Ain't no way in hell that's happening. Some bitch, he did it. He did it, man. Um, just them damn tires, man. Goodyear could have built a a worse tire than they already did and just helped me out. I mean, shit. Ty Dillon couldn't have just not wrecked on the damn chicane on the backstretch. That would have been fucking cool. What the hell are you racing for? You're, You're asking a lot out of Ty Dillon. I am asking a lot of, out of Ty Dillon. Or at least wait a, wait a lap. Like, fuck, wreck the shit out of that thing. Just wait a lap. Give me the white flag. Let me go home. Let me get my comeuppance from last year in 2019. Um, yeah, the Rebel was disappointing in all fronts. Um, the racing sucked. Uh, Christopher Bell won. That was about, about the most fucking milk toast, wet fart winner we could have gotten. Kevin Harvick got fucked. Um, 
Daniel Suarez got knocked out of the playoffs because he his power steering failed, um, which is unfortunate because he drove a hell of a race before that and got all the stage points he needed to make it. Oh, that's another thing. Let's go ahead and talk about it because we talk about it in every road course episode. Why the fuck do we still have cautions for the fucking stages at road courses? I do. I can't answer that question. Okay. I thought it was dumb when we first did. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucking stupid, man. Because it's like the three fastest cars. The 99, the 22, and whoever the fuck it was. I don't remember who the other one was. Uh, Byron? Yeah. 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 They couldn't do anything because they had to go for stage points. And so they're basically fucked after stage two. It's fucking stupid. Like, you don't... you. You honestly don't really see a true winner at these road courses sometimes, a lot of times, because of this. So that's another thing that I hope they fucking do away with. That is partly on them, though, because the guys who did stay, or the guys who did pit before the stage, well, first of all, you can run the Roval in two two stops. I'm going to die yeah. on that hill. You can run yeah. the Roval in two stops. So there's that. Well, can you, at going at the pace we're going? Yeah, maybe not anymore. You yeah. could back in the day run it in two stops, mm-hmm. so I'll have to verify if that's true or not. Yeah, anymore. you're probably right. Yeah, um, but you, you, but they're also put on. in this position to where they have to get stage points. Hang on, the guys yeah. who did pit, the guys who were up front who did pit, so Elliot Reddick, uh, Almendinger, they were at the back half of the, the back end of the top ten at the end of it. Yeah, that's not as many stage points as you're as you're looking to get, but. You can still run for the win and get a handful of stage points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of a, I don't know. It's kind of a, depending, it really just depends on your situation, yeah. you know, and kind of do you want guaranteed stage points or, you know, or do you want to you know, roll the dice and try to, you know, bite off, maybe bite off more than you can chew. It didn't make a difference for the 99 team. Which sucks because they they did everything they needed to do. And it sucks because I felt like Daniel Suarez was a top eight driver. Or top eight. Yeah, I mean, that was a top eight team that is out. Um, it's not the only one. Um, yeah, playoffs. So, with that, like I said, Alex Bowman um, – is out of the playoffs, groundbreaking, I know. Um, Daniel Suarez is out, Kyle Larson's out, Austin Cedric is out, which leaves who in? It leaves Chase Elliott, um, a lot of points above the cut line. Joey Logano second, Ross Chastain third, Christopher Bell fourth, William Byron fifth, Ryan Blaney sixth, Denny Hamlin seventh, Chase Briscoe eighth. And with that, I think this is this might be the most illegitimate final eight that we've ever seen. Ironically, I think half of them are as like probably the most legitimate, and then the other half is just completely ridiculous. Here's the here's here's how I look at it. This having a lot of winners this year has been fun 
but we've we've said it the win and you're in is flawed and i think we're that is getting exposed more than ever because you're kind of in a catch-22 you want to see parity you want to see a lot of different guys up front winning races but then you have this issue where you know you have guys like chase briscoe uh, making the final eight when he's done nothing all year long. I mean, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen him make a smart move all year. He should, he could have had a couple, like three wins this year, or at least a com- couple extra top fives yeah. uh, that he gave away just being stupid at you know Charlotte and uh, and Bristol. Well, he did end up in the top five at Charlotte, but that's but, true. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, it's just it. It's frustrating because you, we gotta we gotta figure out how to cap. You gotta like, you gotta figure out how to cap off the the playoffs and make sure you're getting the best guys. Like, there's no re- Kevin Harvick should not have been eliminated in round sixteen. Kyle Busch shouldn't have been eliminated. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Kyle Busch kind of had a shit year. But, you know, you have yeah, – Kyle Larson should not be eliminated around the 12. Like, Daniel Suarez had a better year than, you know, this. And maybe this is old hat me bitching about it, but I, maybe it's just I've, – I've defended the playoffs just because I, I have – you do oh, – I feel like a lot of people find it entertaining. But it's just – it's year after year after year, the bullshit becomes less and less tolerable. Um, well, I would say the TV ratings would say that people do not find this very entertaining. Well, exactly. I was about to say I'm interested to see the TV ratings for these final uh, few races because, yeah, Chase Elliott's in there. But really, who else is in there that, like, is a big-name driver? That, like, is, like, you know, who who are the most popular drivers in the sport? Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch. Those are, you know – Four big yeah. names. I don't know who else would be close to we, that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We got a bunch of milk toast guys in this final eight. Now, it's not a popularity contest, but there's something to be said. We, we need to here, – here's my solution. I think I figured it out. You, get, you take top ten of points like we used to, right? Okay. And you can still have this elimination-style format. I'm for that. Right? Why? Listen to this. You still have the elimination-style format. You can take the top ten guys, and you eliminate two. Instead of four, you eliminate two. And you get down to – that gets you down to your four. And then, you know, we can – you can say whatever you want for the final four. You know, you need to – you take the – what I say a couple of weeks ago, you take the playoff points that they've accrued through the playoffs and take that to Phoenix or whatever. But I think, I think you gotta, we gotta do a better job of making sure the guys that deserve to be there are there. So I'm just, I'm genuinely just curious. Why are you for eliminations? Because I mean, ultimately I think we all can, we all say we want the, the Winston cup format. But I feel you got to compromise. I mean, let's be realistic. Is NASCAR ever going to go away from this? I'm not thinking so. No, never. 
So I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make, make the best out of a bad situation, I guess, or a here's, unfavorable situation. I'll put it like that. Here's the thing is what you've, what you've stated and what we essentially have now with playoff points is overcomplicating the situation to attempt to get the same result. Now this year it's, it's different because everything's turned up on his head, but you take last year, for example, we went through all of that, all that bullshit to get the same result. Yeah. And we lost TV viewership doing it. You're overcomplicating it. This format is overly complicated. Anytime I've had to explain this to somebody, they've said, what the fuck was that? Yeah. It's yeah, and that's the it kind of defeats the purpose of the format because the form the uh, the purpose of the format was to make it like every other sport to make it easier to understand. And I think part of the ratings dropped off are the illegitimacy of it. I think we can all agree on that. I think you've been bitching about it, um, saying that for years, and I've kind of been reluctant to say that because. You know, I understand the entertainment side of things and how that's supposed to be, but I think I think it's come to the point where we need to we need to make it more legit, um, and we need to um, because I think it also does this. Truck and Xfinity definitely do not need to have the playoffs anymore. No. Cup, sure, whatever. Xfinity and Truck definitely don't because. One thing about the truck and Xfinity series, their development series. You will, you want, and that argument you might say, well, they need to have the same format as Cup because that's what they're going to have to do. But I think we're diluting the amount, the amount of development and driver talent from this because you're not building race car drivers that learn how to be consistent, take care of their equipment, get to the end of these races and accrued points you're being you're grooming these guys to be like win at all costs drive like fucking morons so you can win a race get in the playoffs and then drive like morons and keep doing that to win more races to advance to the next round and then you that's how you get guys like ross chastain driving like fucking morons which he's he's done better in the past couple weeks but that's how you get these drivers that's how you get the back half of the fucking truck field which is absolutely bonkers fucking moronic like that's how you get these drivers that just race like they're chickens with their head cut off and i think that's something spinning truck do not need to have a playoffs 100 don't i think they need to learn how to be consistently good race car drivers and how to take care of their equipment and i think this format doesn't promote that and when you get in the cup, all right, then you get into, all right, these are pressure-packed moments. You need to learn how to perform in those pressure-packed moments to be a cup driver. And I feel like they're, they're learning that aspect, but that's not they're not learning how to be good race car drivers, in a sense, if that makes any sense, what I was saying there. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that's probably the part that pisses me off the most about this playoff format is it above all else encourages yeah. just the stupidest shit. 
And who is it that pulls, who's always pulling the stupidest shit? It's the guys who don't deserve to be there in the first place. Yeah. So, and when it is those guys that deserve to be there, it's they have to be, they are devolving to the system. Yeah. Because they have to. Um, well, it's like everybody, and I was sitting there, I was sitting there earlier just now complaining that Almondinger kind of runs people over. I get why he does it because if he well, doesn't do it, he probably will get run over himself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. But I'm frustrated by it. I'm so yeah. just, and it's not Eric just Jones, AJ. I'm just Eric so sick Jones of seeing is also it. also frustrated by it. He should be. Yeah. Eric Jones doesn't run like that. Yeah, well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Chase Briscoe uh, made comments about how wild the racing was at the end of the race. Um, and uh, Eric Jones said, commented on his uh, his interview and said it's not hard to run over everyone and then brian murphy who works for stewart house racing and notoriously has bad t- he has he has very ice cold takes or very hot takes <laughs> let's put it like that um he said don't hate the player hate the game it's a fair it's a fair argument but then eric jones said the players should have respect for the game yeah that Mike is something Rob. That is something I've wondered for a long time. I don't understand why professional race car drivers are okay with this being the product that they put on. No, I think they're getting more and more fed up with it. Like I said, I understand the entertainment aspect of it. And I think it, I almost think it would be more entertaining if it was the 10 best NASCAR Cup Series drivers who have been the 10 best all season long. Week in and week out. These drivers would drive harder. You know, they would, I feel, they would push more for wins and more for stage points. Well, okay. Maybe not stage points. I think they would maybe push not at a road stage course, wins. I don't think they would push, maybe they won't push as hard to, I still think they push hard to get wins because yeah, no, it means so much. Yeah. I think these guys, you would see the top drivers in the sport push harder. If they knew, okay, I'm going to go against the 10 best. I'm not going to go against Austin Cindric and Chase Briscoe who win a, you know, win a race and run like dog shit most of the year. Not that I don't think that either. It's a little unfair like to Cindric, but the point is yeah, the same. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think they ran like dog shit. I don't think anybody, nobody in the playoffs runs like dog shit, but compared to Chase Elliott, yeah, they have. So, I mean, I think I mean, it would, and then in the playoffs, hold on. Yeah. The racing would be ridiculous. Like, you would have, like, you remember Brad Keselowski and Jimmy Johnson duking out at Texas that one year? Yeah. They were driving the fuck out of those race cars, driving as hard as they can. You don't see that yeah. nowadays. Well, A, you can't really do that half the time, but. Yeah. But you don't you don't see it, and I think you would see it, and I'd love to see the ten best drivers duking it out in a playoff format, winning your end. I would much rather see Kevin Harvick up against Kyle Busch to make the playoffs than Kevin Harvick up against you know Chase Briscoe. You know, it's not as it's not as entertaining to me because one, there's clearly one guy who probably should be there, and clearly one guy who shouldn't. And also, you kind of know the level of respect 
that's going to be had between the two drivers. Now, obviously, your teammates, so maybe that wasn't the best example, but you know what I mean. Yeah. From it. So, I don't know. I it's I finally gotten to the point. I've tried to hold off long enough, but I'm finally getting to the point where it's like, we need to fucking overhaul this this format. Like I said, I'm fine with the eliminations because I think if we did have the right drivers in there, it would be fucking entertaining as all hell. And it would be, I think we'd still get a, le- a legit champion out of it. Let me be clear. More this was the argument that I made when we were talking about Martin Truex Jr. This was the exact argument I made. In in six weeks, you have come completely off your argument. I have, yeah. So what has talking- changed, my guy? What is Briscoe making the round of eight is what changed your mind? Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, like I don't, I I'm not a Chase Briscoe fan by any means, but I don't like hate the guy. But I've definitely, I don't know. It's just it's frustrating because I feel like more this year than ever, we see guys that should be running for the Kyle Larson is the greatest race car driver in the world. He hasn't shown it this year. He has not shown it this year. But he's definitely not a 12th place driver. That's fair. Um and I I've made I've made an ass out of myself making the argument that well, you got to play to the format. You got to play to the format. You got to do and I I'm, I'm I've gotten to the point I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah. done playing in the format. He got to – I'd much rather be – that's kind of like – yeah, I don't know. We're getting into the – Here's week. the funny thing is that this is all essentially on your on, – as far as I could tell, this is all stemming from Chase Briscoe making the round of eight. I have still not noticed Chase Briscoe in this playoffs, except when he finished like third at Texas. I'm still yeah. not sure he did that. But that was like the only time this entire playoff that I've noticed the motherfucker. And here he is. I, I'm genuinely thinking he's going to make the round of four at this point. Oh, I mean, on it, it, dude, here's the thing. Chase Briscoe makes the round of four. Where are we going for Fe- for the last race? Going to Phoenix. Where did Chase Briscoe win? I didn't even take that into account until Fucking right now. Phoenix. Chase Briscoe makes this final four. Chase Briscoe could win this championship. This is like, I almost are you guys that. listening at home not realizing how fucking bananas this is? Like, I, I'm beginning to hate this the more you talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, um, on to Vegas. Um, we're entering the round of eight. Who is your final four? Who is my final four? Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain. No, wait, I can't do that. Joey Logano and Chase Briscoe. What? What? You should name like six. Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Chase Briscoe. Okay. I got Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell. I feel like that's almost too predictable for the way this has gone. Yes, but... My mind is completely I, asinine, but that's because it's just the way this has gone. I feel like we have a good balance of of chaotic and neutral. <laughs> um, yeah, those are my four. I think Chase Elliott, he's got like a 700-point cushion over everybody, so he'll probably miss 
Um, Joe Logano has been mediocre all year, but he's second. I think he's just going to make it. Denny Hamlin, because I think Denny Hamlin's not going to – I think Denny Hamlin's just going to refuse to lose. And I think Christopher Bell is just going to – just to spite me, he's going to make it. <laughs> Denny Hamlin is another guy I have not noticed, other than the first two races. And, I, yeah, I just – I forgot yeah. he finished second. But, yeah, since then I have – I forgot he was even – when you said his name, I was like, oh, yeah, he made it. I'm not <laughs> picking him for the championship. I'm not picking anyone for the championship until we have the Final Four, but I hope Denny Ham wins his championship. I've changed my tune in the past. I've been like, I was like, man, you know what? I kind of want Denny to never win a title just just for the memes, really. And <laughs> now I'm like, I hope Denny Hamlin wins his championship. Um. Anyway. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's just the worst possible outcome and it sounds and i'm so sick of the reddit take of i can't believe nascar fans want bad things to happen for nascar i'm like i want nascar to have its ass shown on national television and then them actually go huh maybe this is fucking stupid maybe we should change this yeah i mean because their ass been, has been shown on we had we had such a great season going until about like six weeks ago <laughs> and then it all kind of went the shit uh, i would argue it's been longer than that but anyway yeah, well, uh, it's really like just it's really wrong. yeah yeah. Um, who's your sundress? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I got a couple. All right. Um, Sage Karam, for uh, he had a hell of a run going in the Xfinity race and then got taken out. Stephen Parsons also had a hell of a run in the Xfinity race, got taken out. Yeah. Daniel Kafiat finished fifteenth. In the Xfinity race. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are my three sundresses. I don't think anyone in the Cup Series deserves a sundress award this week. Yeah, no. Um, oh, and uh, Dumbass Award. I, I, said, I already said it. It's me. You and NASCAR. Yep. Except they'll be taking the century right there. Um, yeah. Oh, also... Let's open up this debate. Sage Karam was black flagged for his deck lid hanging off his race car in the last couple laps of the Xfinity race. Now, hang on. To be fair, to be fair, the officiating crew in the Xfinity series is not the same as it is in the Cup series. I don't care. Okay. Sage Karam had a tethered deck lid hanging off of his race car in the last two laps of the Xfinity race at the Charlotte Roval. Chase Elliott had a not tethered TV panel flapping in the wind with 25 laps to go in the fucking cup race at the Charlotte Roval last year and was not black flagged. If that tells you anything about who NASCAR is willing to penalize and who they're not willing to penalize, I don't know what to tell you. But no, buddy, they threw a bullshit caution that definitely wasn't a real thing. So Chase yeah. Elliott wouldn't win. Yeah, exactly. Um, Reddick, Tyler Reddick um, made the comment on Door Bumper Clear today that um, that Chase Elliott fans are great and they're wonderful people. Um, <laughs> Was there a hint of sarcasm in there maybe? Uh, maybe a little bit. Um, and then Chase Elliott also pushed the camera out of his 
face while talking to William Byron on pit road. Okay. That was, not, um, that was nothing. <laughs> you're on pit road. Well, okay. When I watched the video, so I heard about this from you and your mother ad nauseum and by ad nauseum, I mean twice. Um, and then I saw it and I was like, Oh, okay. So that was much ado about nothing. Come on, my guy. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, it's, it just he, adds on. He lightly pushed the camera. <laughs> yeah, he shoved the cameraman to the ground. Actions no. detrimental to stock car racing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, but overall, other than like, you know, the race, it was a fun weekend at the Roval. That's um, what I told you last night. I said, I, I, this race was awful, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you met Jeff Gordon. Met is a strong word, uh, but he did sign my Martinsville win cars. So that made, I, I, every chance I've gotten, I've just been like, I saw Jeff Gordon yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seth, Seth about pissed his pants. Uh, my nephew went to his first ever race. Well, he saw like two thirds of a race. I was about to say, did he? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was an absolute tyrant um for a lot of it um but he enjoyed the you know what he did see um uh we met a we met our buddy spencer he was the guy who you saw on social media all this week um holding up the uh aj almendinger king of the roval sign so gg to him when aj won uh we got to hang out with the buddy caleb and discord trevor that was fun <laughs> um we're gonna have caleb on the podcast here sometime he's gonna be a hoot and a half um and my brother went to his second ever race uh he saw the six he was at the 600 earlier this year and he was at the roval and surprisingly he had fun at both of them um somehow yeah somehow some way hey god that that reminds me of something i was gonna say earlier I kind of forgot about ironically if you take out the last six laps of this this race you have the opposite of the Charlotte Roval, the Charlotte Motor Speedway Roval meme. You have the complete opposite. The this yeah, race, you do. this you race do. was Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the six hundred was the Roval. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yeah, it was just. I'm glad he had fun because it was a not a. It was lack. It was terrible. Yeah. Ironically, if you bring people to a race who don't necessarily know what's they're not like in it yeah they don't know what's going on even if the race kind of sucks they're usually like wow that was fucking cool yeah yeah um uh, vegas who you got kyle larson kyle larson i thought about picking kyle larson but i'm not going Christopher Bell. It's fair. It's too yeah. on the nose, though. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. He's going to definitely finish like a spot behind Kyle Larson, despite me. No, Kyle Larson's going to win because it doesn't matter anymore. So all of a sudden they're going to roll off and fucking just lower their testicles all over everybody. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, this is where this has been all year. I think this I, I think I think we're done here. Um fuck it. They're gonna sweep the round of eight. There we go. I said it. Okay. Anyway. Um it's been fun. It's been real. It hadn't been real fun. No. Um it's time cool. to end the meeting. 
we'll we'll see you. Well, yeah, it's time to time to you can hit the button now, Seth. <laughs> All right, Tim Four.